Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 139 of Beer Talks 45. Uh, right now, we're going to keep it very local in the city of Long Beach in Signal Hills, California. I want to give a shout out to Dan and Jesse for letting us do the podcast at 10 Miles Brewery over here on Willow and Orange Avenue, right across from the cemetery. Uh, my guest for today is... Uh, I, I always see this person, he's always been following me for a while in the beers and in beer talks and everything. I, I bumped into him a couple, the first time I seen him was at a bottle share uh, with the hip hop craft show. And I saw him again, he's always at California Heights Market like, Megan man, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, it's like, because there's a, there's a famous store over there on, um, on Orange and uh, Pixby's, shouts to Frank from California Heights Market. And I was like... This guy knows. This guy knows his fucking beers, <laughs> and I was like, "Is your name? Is your name who? Is that? Yes, that's me." My guest for today is Chewy Franco, but we all know him as Poppy Hoppy Seventy Two. What's going on? Good morning. What's well, up, man? It's, it's a good. It's a good evening, I guess, good, or good, good, good afternoon right now. Afternoon yeah. here, uh, some noontime drinking. It's a beautiful day. Uh-huh. I know that you know we were expecting some rain we here, it was but, yeah. Rain. Yeah. but uh, hey, whenever you can wake up, have some beers, yeah. and just be out here and you know look at everything out here that's that's going on. It's always a good day, boss. You know, um, did you ever go to that they had, they had an event over here to save the cemetery? What yeah, I know. And it was it was being hosted by here by the guys here at Ten Miles. They were the ones that were doing the brewery. So yeah, I had heard about the event. Uh-huh. Um, parking out here is just really really tricky that's the only bad piece about it so it's just like yeah. oh man and if you don't get here on time then you're gonna miss out yeah but yeah that day uh we had something else going on but yeah definitely want to check it out because it's a it's an interesting event you know um yeah. and it is again it's one of the historical first cemeteries here in long beach mm-hmm. a lot of famous people are buried in there um yeah. and yeah i mean the the city should be doing something to you know keep that up it's uh, something where they're trying to save the cemetery but it's all it's a lot of history into it and everything and, and it's right across where we're here at 10 miles because uh Dan, I think he talked to some people to open the parking lot next door okay, nice. and all that. And the weird thing about it is Dan and Dan's office is somewhere 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 in Sickle Hill <laughs> because he used the office space for the coolers yeah. to, for the kegs to transfer it to Steel's Crest over there in, in yes. Bellflower. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're going and expanding their business. I and mean, usually um, I do go to the one over there in, uh, in Bellflower at Steel Craft. Uh, that's the one that's it's closer to my house. It's about five minutes away oh, okay. uh, from over there. So that's that's the one I usually hang out at. Um, like I said, they have some killer beers here. Uh, really, really like their beers. Also, they have their uh, their single rotation uh, specialty hops that they have. So if you, you know, sometimes whenever you want to try some beers that are, you know, you I, I kind of don't know what that hop is. It's a, just a single hop use. Mm-hmm. And you can see, hey, I like that hop or I don't like that hop. And then that way, when you're out there exploring beers, you can say, hey, I'm a big fan of this taste. Maybe yeah. that maybe I'll, I'll I'll jump into that beer. When when you try different beers, what's your what do you look for in a beer? What in, in your in your tongue? Like what do you look for? It's for me. It's it's about refreshness and it's also about the taste. I mean, you know, there's some people that drink beer because like, hey, you know, just want to party it up and just <laughs> get hammered. Like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, they'll they'll go to like what's the highest alcohol content and for cheap. And you know, like when when you're in college and you're you know living off of uh, financial aid and have 99 cents in your pocket oh, wow. sometimes that you know king cobra just sounds pretty good or the mickey's like well, you know what i did a podcast with vip podcast and he has uh-huh. king cobras and he's like Mickey, man, aren't you buzz like no man this thing tastes like strawberries <laughs> oh man so yeah i said you know you you start going into it's like hey well how you, but 
the the thing with beer is that for me personally is that I really enjoy it as far as just that refreshing flavor, that taste that it has. Um, so you know, yeah, the the malt liquors are are, are long gone, uh, but really that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for is it refreshing? Is it tastes good? Um, is it something that I'm going to go back for again? Uh-huh. Uh, there are some beers that you're like, oh, that that's that's a good one and done. I said I'm not one for throwing away beers. Um, has it happened? Yeah, it's happened. But you know, I do it in the privacy of my own homes, where it's like, oh, you know, it's it's just that bad. Where you're like, oh, you know what? It looked good, but no. And one of them was like actually, uh, they had come out with the mango cart michelada, okay. and everyone was raving about it. And they're like, oh, dude, this is the best thing ever, best thing ever. Not, I'm not really much of a michelada kind of guy, but I was like, oh, you know what? Mango cart in Chile, it would to me it clicked in. It's like you know, it's kind of like the, like the mango. <laughs> You know, it was tahini, and you're like, oh, with lemons, that that might be pretty good. It tasted, it tasted like tomato sauce. I was like, nope, can't have it. Wow. I was just like, nope. Which complete opposite of if you go and I know you know Lewis out there at Border X, yeah, and that pepino sour and those the micheladas. Best. Oh my God, those are delicious, delicious, delicious micheladas. And, and again, like I told you, I'm not a michelada kind of guy. It's hard. I, it's, it's it's you know you're like oh. especially as you get older, it's like oh the tomato juice, the acid. Yeah. It's a, but those I can drink, and, and again, that pepino sour, that, that does for me click in, like pepinos with lemon, and oh, Did that's great. With, I'm sorry. Did you try the one with the apples? There's the apple pepino sour? No, I didn't get. I didn't have any of that one. He's making some yeah. and everything, but that's the thing about Lewis. He uh, makes really good, uh, uh, a lot of good beers, but I mean, a lot of people don't give him credit, but he I, he's a really good uh, home brewer, but also he knows his shit. Oh, yeah, no, like I said, you, you can tell. Um, just by the by the quality of beer that comes out of their border X. Uh-huh. Um, I said that's one of our favorite spots. Uh, my wife really likes it as well over there. Um, and again, daughter likes it over there. Just you know, it's whenever we go to breweries, it's about hanging out as a family too. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's trying to find something that everybody's into. Mm-hmm. And they have they they have a great community space over there. And and I appreciate them because uh, about two weeks ago we were out there uh, when Super Joe was out there. Oh um, yeah, I was there. I was there, I had to do a podcast, but um, I was there just for an hour, but yeah. I got there before he ended, like around four or five. Okay. So I got some of his stuff. He had some of the sauce he had. It was super spicy. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little buzzing, but it woke me up. Yeah. But it was it was so good. I know that guy, uh, I started following because he is good friends with Alfred Robles, the comedian, but mm-hmm. also No Father, No Problem. So when he was out there, it's like... I told him I'll make a trip out there because yeah. this ceviche is really good. Oh, no, it's delicious. Yeah, I said we were out there because they let uh, my daughter uh, sell Girl Scout cookies out there. Cool. So she was selling Girl Scout cookies out there. So And actually, uh, Chinook was out there. Oh, you saw him? Yeah, he was out there with his family. So, yeah, my daughter went up to him and he said, hey, you know what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, do you have the coconut chocolate ones? I'm like, it's like Samoa's. And he bought boxes. Yeah, he was there with Ceviche Joe, and, uh, and I said you, you could tell that you know they had a good vibe going on. They're they're good friends. So yeah, yeah. yeah Ceviche Joe Ceviche is, is amazing. It's He's a little hunter. really good. Real, oh, it, it, um, I, one day I'll try to get him on the podcast because he has a very interesting story. He's he used to work at Verizon and all that. Working uh-huh. like eighty hours, seventy. Now he's over here hustling, making ceviches and all that stuff. He just living the life so he can spend more more time with his family. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, everyone that has their hustle. And I said, everybody has their hustle, and it's about, you know, trying to make uh, the best of your time. So, you know, it's about making time for that family or ma- whatever makes you happy. That's that's the hustle. He's almost like the delivery guy. Well, he is a delivery guy. Yeah. Pizza, but he's like, hey, I got ceviche. <laughs> I bring a bottle of Tapatio. Yeah. a six-pack of Modelo. Yeah. This guy's like, 
that's cool with me. Exactly. I'll take that. Oh, hey, especially when they, you know, you've had a couple of drinks, and you're like, <laughs> hey, feel a little hungry. I don't want to drive anywhere. Hey, uh, that's the best thing. I, phone it in. Let's go. I had him. I had him <laughs> on my podcast. Uh, last year we did the 100th episode, and yeah. he hooked us up, and he gave us all all this food, and that was like this guy was like, and he made his minchiladas. Yeah. Like the shrimp. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was like I was trying to drink. I was buzzed. It was like fuck, yeah, I'm chugging shit. <laughs> it was so good. It's like you're buzz, huh, Megan? Man, it's like as always. But your your ceviche just made it so. It just my buzz went away. Yeah, no, it's great. So, the reason why I wanted to get you on because um, you being uh, you're always here in Long Beach, but mm-hmm. what city are you at? So I do live here in Long Beach. So okay. I said I was the. Uh, I mean, originally I'm born and raised in Oxnard. So Oxnard, about. It used to be about an hour. Now with traffic, it's almost about two hours uh, north. Um, from here, it's the farming community, um, especially growing up. It was a really rural farming community. Everybody knew it because of the Strawberry Festival. That was the best, that was the big oh, thing out there. Okay. It was a Strawberry Festival. Then they built the outlet mall. So it's like, oh, Camarillo Outlet Mall. So it's in the same general area. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, now it's, you know, you, Cowboys training camps out there. So, I mean, that's that's where what people kind of know it for, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else oh, yeah. nonsense goes out there. A lot of there. good boxers come out of Austin. Exactly. So, actually, uh, Fernando Vargas' family and yes. them, they were down the street from my neighborhood. They're, wow. they, 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 he went to high school with me. So, he oh, was, yeah. like, a year younger than me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he lives a couple of houses down from me. Have you, have you met him before? Oh, yeah. Listen, in, in high school, you know, and all that. But, you know, <laughs> he was, he was uh, you know, a little... Little, you know, hey, I'm a boxer. This, that, we're like, get out of here, buddy. I'd be like, man, shave that little ponytail. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to be look good. It's like, well, I don't know what kind of stuff to hold that shit down. Yeah. Because I had the same style when I saw his style. I was like, I can do that, but I, my hair was just like that little mushroom. <laughs> I used to put so much wax on to let it stay down and put a hair in it on mm-hmm. to make it stay down. I was like, whatever. I, I shaved that shit. It's man. a three flowers, man. That's it. No, no. You had to use like that that wax for the what the black people use oh. to make it stay down and put a hair in it on. And you don't want to touch it. Well, you now you see all these white flakes and shit. Yeah. Like this is too much. No, 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 <laughs> no. But again, like I said the you know he was he, he had to come up and you know he he was uh, the Olympic hopeful and those type of yes. things. So you know that's that that was kind of his thing. And you know a lot of people were like, hey, this, that, and the other. And to me, he was the kid down the street. Um, and you know he he that's it. He was he was always friendly and stuff like that. Him and his family, his younger brothers too. I mean, a lot of times they would be out in the backyard just boxing. And they're like, hey, after school, you know, you guys want to jump in the ring? Go oh, yeah. Buddy. There you go. So, yeah, he's coming as sparring buddies. There you go. Yeah, sparring buddies, um, like, a, like, a punch, like a punching bag. Yeah. So, but, yeah, like I said, there's a whole bunch of boxers that come out of there from Oxford over there, the Colonial Gym that, that's out there. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I grew up from. Um, what and high school did you go to? I went to Channel Lines High School. So, Channel Lines High School down in South Oxford, it's uh, home of the Raiders. So, again, Every Mexican's always a Raider fan, so it's it just it's it's in there. <laughs> so I found something out about the Raiders. So a lot of Raiders, like not a lot of NFL stuff, they always have it on clearance. Mm-hmm. The Raiders stuff is by far the the most like you can buy it, but mm-hmm. it's regular price. Oh yeah, because you're always gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna buy it, so that's why it's never like no, half it's, off. It's never there's never any loser sales that uh, you know that go on for that. Oh. That's a thing. It's like he said it, not me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's <laughs> no, no. no. It was there was a. At the mall, by the, there in Oxford, there was this uh, store, Pro Image, and I think it's also it's, uh, yeah. it, it used to be big. It was like Pro Image, and every time you know that's where you go get your starter jackets, you get your hats, you get your Starters. you would know, get your stuff embroidered. So you know to you get your hats, and it's like, hey, for five bucks, we'll throw your name on there. So uh-huh. hey, we'll throw your name. Then that way, no one hopefully would jack it from you. Um, 
but yeah, every every time after the season was over, anybody that didn't win, it was like fifty percent off loser sale. It's like, all right, cool. And hey, you would get it. You could get a parka, a starter parka for fifty bucks when before they were like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and that's what you had. And it was it worked out because that's usually when the winner. And yeah, you would wear it. This I saw a person wear this long parka like Raiders jacket, but it's like it's like this is a special jacket. So why? Because it's so warm, but inside <laughs> it had it had it had feathers in it. Yeah. I was like, huh? No, there was the there was the time like in the late '80s that they were the goose down feather jackets, uh-huh. but you couldn't get them wet because uh, yeah, they would start smelling like goose. <laughs> oh, uh, it smelled like goose. Yeah, it smelled okay. like it smelled like chickens. So I don't know what kind of furs they had. Yeah, so um, with the Raiders, the Cowboys training camp and uh-huh. all that. Um, uh, how how was it like living out there? Like, was there a lot of stuff to do over there in Oxnard back in the days? I mean, Oxnard is, is, back then was especially a, a really small community as far as small rural community. There was about probably fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people at that time. Yeah. Uh, not much to do other than a local mall. Uh, and there was two malls. You had one on the south side, one on the north side. There was the arcade. You always go to the arcade, you know, how, what can you do for a buck? Uh, as far as how many games can you play, you know, four games. Did and then, you ever make trips out? Because you're right there by the coast, like to mm-hmm. Salinas, like Soledad, like in that area, like going to Santa Cruz. Like yeah, no, that. so, I mean, so, like Salinas and Soledad and that, that's like the, so if, if, with the rural communities, there's a lot of migrant workers that work in those. So, and especially in the lettuce, in, in the, in the yes. in lettuce and strawberry and those type of things. So it's all seasonal. Yeah. So there were people that were doing that, that would go from Oxnard one season and then, they would do three, four months there, then they would go to Salinas, because Salinas has the same climate. I mean, Salinas is more closer to Monterey, so I mean, it's probably four or five hours away. Oh, uh, I thought, yeah. you know, to be honest, I thought it would be kind of close to the close. Mm-hmm. It's, you're, you're close by, but I guess in a way, when they had the freeways right there by the ocean, mm-hmm. by the cliffs, that's yeah. a little scary, man. No, yeah, and that's, that's the one-on-one, that's, you, again, you would then go to Santa Barbara, then San Luis Obispo, then you would go up into, um, San Jose or like uh, Salinas area, Monterey, Santa Cruz, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. so I mean, if you think about it, like Salinas would be like kind of as close to Frisco as Oxnard would be here to LA. Gotcha. So that's 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 kind of like the the North Cal South Cal. So you would kind of take PCH going all the way straight. Like I remember one time when I was when I was little, I was in the YMCA, mm-hmm. and we we made a trip to take a PCH going all the way straight to UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. And we made a trip. We went to college and all that stuff mm-hmm. and everything. We came back. And I remember the first thing I remember when we passed Malibu. Mm-hmm. That's where they filmed Saved by the Bell oh. at the whole, at the when they're working the beach house. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yes, I don't know, no one knows that. I was yeah. like, I started, I, oh my god, yeah. you know, I took a picture of it. Yeah, no, so that I forgot what the name of the the, the summer club that where they used to work <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah, that's where uh, Leah Remini was started off. Oh. Remember Leah Remini? She yeah. was she was the, the, the uh, yeah, yeah. I know you talk about the girl. She was the. The boss's daughter. Yeah, and, then she, and now she was like a like a like a like a former like a Scientologist. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Leah Remini she was. was hot. Yeah, Leah Remini was. That's where like the first big show that she came on with. So, um, but yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, we would go up. I mean, the 101 all the way up until Santa Barbara. It is right off the coast. So another nice thing to do if ever you know you just want to like go up to Santa Barbara for a weekend, is take the train, go so, from Union Station to Amtrak. The Amtrak will take you, and it goes. It hugs on the coast, so you're, it's a beautiful ride all the way up. Well, once you leave the valley, then it becomes nice. Um, and then you, when you get there, there's a bunch of breweries down there, and a bunch of wineries, so you can get your wine and your beer on. So, the, the last time I've been over there, I mean, for the, you know, when I had the, the tour of college, but before that, mm-hmm. my 
when my mom and dad were together, they used to take a, they used to take me to the Hearst Castle. Okay, nice. Like that's like oh, so this is where there were so many pigs. He let them out, and yeah. now they're all like whatever. Because yep. that's why I heard about Paso Robles and all that. There's a yep. lot of pigs. Yeah. Is it like a lot of hogs over there? Yeah. So and that's where they can do a lot of like hunting and those type of things. So oh. same thing on anywhere up in those hills. Um, there's a lot of like wild boar hunting that you can do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because they stop they stop being domesticated and they just you ran wild. Does, you know who hunts those? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Larry from uh, Hawks Canyon. Okay, nice. Because he. he Hey Larry, make when is when is that breaking open? I've been wondering. Yeah, yeah, it takes forever. But he's doing it. But he always goes back. He's like, man, I I always hunt hogs. You know, they but they're so good to eat. Oh yeah, because they're all in the wild. They're just eating natural stuff, and it's if you can get one, and you can make some. You can either do a deep pit barbecue with it, or horse head. Or, yeah, it'd be really good. Oh my god, that's why the thing when I talked about with Santa Barbara, was like, there's boars out there. It's like, yeah. Well, then Santa Barbara itself, not really, but up in the hills, yeah, you can gotcha. you can definitely go up, and especially like Paso, like Paso Robles from there is probably like another forty five minutes from Santa Barbara. Uh huh. Yeah. So right after high school, uh, what, what college did you go to? So actually, I ended up going to UC Santa Barbara. So that's where I went. I graduated from UCSB. Gauchos. Uh, huh? Yeah, Gauchos. Yep. Okay, so the Gauchos. Okay. Um, at a time when, um, it, again, beautiful school, and being so close, you know, we had got done college tours and those type of things, and it was just like ah, you know. Uh, when you're applying for colleges, they're like, all right, you know, where, where am I going to apply to? Uh-huh. And actually, I had a, a waiver from, uh, I was in a program that wanted to get kids in the, especially minority, low-income kids into a college. So it's like, it's a uh, early academic outreach program. So okay. they would partner up with schools to, like, get kids out and say, hey, look, this is what's out there. Uh, because, again, a school is always looking for diversity. They want to get people from different walks of life. So that as a community, you can work together. If you just recruit kids that are 100% on the books, then when they graduate, unless they're in an industry where it's 100% about the books, they're going to fail. Um, you want people that are street smart, that are book smart, that can hustle. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, they put you in there and it's like, it's, it is what it is because they've already collected their, their tuition money. So it's like, if you fail, hey, it's, it is what it is. If you don't want to go to school, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I was looking for different colleges. My dream campus, uh, my dream school was UCLA. Since I was four years old, I wanted, I wanted to go to UCLA. My uh, best friend from across, he lived across the street from me. Growing up, he had come, one of the, UCLA had gone to the Rose Bowl. He had gone to the Rose Parade. Um, so he had brought me back a button. He's like, hey, here you go. And it, since then, that put, that put a picture in me. And it's like, yeah, I like UCLA a lot. So I'm like, I'm going to go to UCLA. And that was always the talk. And I like the blue and the gold, and, and our high school colors are blue and gold. Uh, so everything was like, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna go to UCLA. I applied, I got in. I was one of like three or four people from my high school that got into UCLA. And it wasn't that I was a top student at, UC, at, at my high school. There was other people that, you know, I grew up in a high school that was about 40% Filipino, 40% Hispanic, and then the other 20% was a mix of everybody. It was a, it was a great campus to be at. Everybody got along, it was, you know, you had all your, all your different demographics, yet all your different groups, um, but everybody got along. It was really great, um, and it, and it, you always have people like, oh man, you know, you got in there because you know you, you're Mexican. They, they they already capped out on Asians. I'm like, hey, but you got into into UCI and you're an Asian, so. <laughs> oh my, well UCLA is like one of the famous schools because a lot of like celebrities. Yeah. I mean Jim no- Jim Morrison. I think he went to UCLA. Yeah. Was it, did uh, who else did uh, George Lucas go there? No, George Lucas went to USC. Okay, so there was a lot of uh, 
There's a lot of celebrity people who went to UCLA. Yeah, so uh, who else went over there? Uh, Winnie Cooper from uh, Wonder Years, she went over there. Winnie! Oh my god, after that kiss. What? <laughs> oh my. When he kissed Fred Savage, I was like, that should me. Uh, you remember that show? Yeah. That's, oh, a, that's when, an awesome show. Winnie, oh my God. When Winnie, when the kiss is like, fuck, I had a heart on it. <laughs> <laughs> when Winnie was the, she was something else. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. She went there. Uh, I know, like, Blossom went there. Blossom. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, Joey. It's, <laughs> no, Joey, I don't know where Joey went. But I don't know, but Blossom, yeah. yeah I think, I think she. I think she did like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, she was on that show. Okay, so she, yeah. and she and again, all these like awesome. both of both of them are all like mathematicians, scientists. They have their advanced degrees and everything like that. But yeah, and again, with UCLA, it was always uh, you know like whenever you go to the campus, especially if you go off the Sunset side. Yeah. There's a big Bel Air gate, and then you start thinking, "Hey, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, man!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where they filmed a lot Westwood, of stuff right yeah, there. Yeah. Westwood and everything. Yep. But they had they play the football at Bro, the Rose Bowl and yes, everything. Exactly. And I was like UCLA. I mean, they I mean back in the day. I mean, UCLA had a good, always got a good football team. Uh huh. But their basketball when they had uh, uh, I went to go see well before he went to uh, to college the the, the O'Bannon brothers. Yes. I went to when I teach high and all that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Ty Sedney. Yep. And I think I think I think he went to Long Beach Poly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those good players came out of there. Uh, Don McLean. Yeah. So I, think, I think I don't know if he's the all-time leader in score for UCLA. Uh, I think he was, or it could be. Kareem. I think he was. Now, it, yeah, it might have changed. Um, but yeah, and it said there's. I mean, they they had a dynasty with basketball. That's in there. You before Duke and before uh, UConn on the women's side. I mean, everything was always you know the dynasty was the wooden dynasty. You know who I met? He went to UCLA. He was a basketball player. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Jack Haley. Jack Haley. Okay, yeah. Remember, he was that bench former. For, he played for the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was always yeah. around. Yeah. But I, yeah, I met him uh, a couple of times. He's a super nice guy. Got uh-huh. his, we played for the Lakers. Nice. Then I, I, a couple of years later, later, I didn't know he passed away. Wow. He was uh, over at Los, Los, Los Alamitos Hospital. Okay. I think he had a heart attack, whatever. But I met him. He had an autograph when, um, when he was with the Lakers. Uh-huh. And I remember when Magic Johnson retired. And they had like Sedale Tree, you know, all those and all. And he was like super nice guy. Yeah. I was like thinking to myself, that's the car you drive? You're <laughs> driving a wagon, dude. I was like, that. It, well, it was at that car from uh, uh, with Chubby Chase. Oh, station wagon. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I was like, you driving one of those? <laughs> I guess. I guess you're ball like that. Oh, or, man. But yeah, there's so many good players from out of UCLA with basketball and football. Were you always been a football or a sports guy? Like huge, ball? huge sports guy. Like I said, I love all sports. I mean, growing up, it was fondest memories. Growing up, were uh, listening to to Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, watching the Dodgers on TV. But my dad would have on the radio simulcast in Spanish, so he would sit down. He had his uh, tall boy of uh, first start off with Coors. but then there was a big boycott against Coors, and then there was never Coors I at the house. Yeah, there was. They had some like. Um, racist thing that they did um, that it came out that they were like uh, not hiring it was in the 80s early 80s okay so late 70s early 80s where they weren't like hiring Hispanics or promoting Hispanics something happened and there was a big backlash because Coors used to be big in the Hispanic community uh-huh. Uh, especially the Mexican community or the farming community but then there was this big backlash and it's like all of a sudden it's like yeah we're not buying this stuff anymore so then it became a Budweiser <laughs> So, so Coors is—is is it owned by Budweiser? No, so Coors is um, the Coors family. 
And then Amheuser-Busch is the ones that, that have Budweiser. Because I remember, like, a lot of people would buy drink. Like, why is everyone drinking Coors Light but not regular Coors? Yeah, no. Well, and again, Coors Light is also from Coors. Mm-hmm. But like I said, and before it was just the banquet beer. It was the Red Label and the banquet beer. And then um, at that time, too, there was Lohenbrau was big, too. Oh. Lohenbrau, the, the German beer. So, like, sometimes they would bring it to the house or you know the the mexican beers like bohemias and those type of things mm-hmm. but usually like i said growing up it was the tall boys that my dad would have sometimes you know, get off work and again the guy would work like 12 13 hours in the fields and come back and it's like sit down and just like pass out and just watch the watch the especially watch the watch the you know watch the dodger game fernando venezuela that was you know the guy especially you know growing up as a chubby kid you're always looking for chubby heroes so it's like you know like wow you know this and again he was a hispanic guy he was a mexican guy spoke spanish like just you know immigrant guy yeah uh that was that was the like watching him was was the best and we so we'd sit down and that was what was around the house so um but yeah that's dodgers are always first and true uh, like I said for college, it's always UCLA stuff, UCSB as well. I mean, when they come down, I go and watch because they play. They're in the same league as uh, Long Beach State, so yeah, we, yeah. we go here to the Pyramid and watch a game. And the tournaments that they have for basketball are here in Anaheim, so we'd go to the games as well. Oh um, yeah, 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 for okay. the March Madness tournaments, they're there in Anaheim. Oh, for the Big West, is it? Yeah, the Big West is there in Anaheim. At the now it's at the Pond. Oh. So yeah, like for you know for fifty bucks, you get all the tickets and you can go to whatever games you want to go. So you can stay there all day and watch all yeah, the games, exactly. or, is it, or is it like okay, watch the game, but you have to get out because there's other people coming in. It depends on um, sometimes it's sessions. So sometimes like you two games per session, so you gotcha. stay for two games and then they kick you out, then you come back. Oh okay. So you can like go and grab a beer or go grab some food and then yeah you come back and like two hours later three hours later mm-hmm. depending on what's going to be on tv so yeah then they, they, they come back for that all right cool so uh with all that like after college what did you do after that like did you go into careers like what am i going to do after college you know yeah so i mean i graduated and then um started to apply for grad school i mean my dream was always a hey, i'm gonna be i'm gonna become a doctor so it's, it was gonna be uh, uh, exactly because i'm like in Oxnard, there's an area of uh, of homes that's very similar to Naples here in uh, Long Beach. Gotcha. Where it's like, it's these nice houses that have boats and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. you know, whenever you're driving from the south side over the base to go into Ventura, <laughs> mm-hmm. you would go through that area. You're like, wow, hey, you know, what does it take to get a house here? You know, this, I want a boat. As a kid, you're like, wow, this, this is pretty cool. And it's like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got to be a doctor. So that's like, in your mind, you're like, I got to be a doctor to afford one of these houses. <laughs> uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to, but... I, I, I'm a big history guy, so I got into history. Um, I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, wanted to go into being a professor for, for history. So oh, wow. um, my what I would study, what I studied in, uh, really focused on was uh, subversive movements, and then um, labor unions. So that's that's my my wheelhouse. So it's American history, Latin American history. Um, oh, Latin history. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's all about the subversive movements, revolutionary movements. So even even when uh, we were in college, like my sophomore year, I had a like they were looking for people to go and help out the EZLN down in Chiapas to go and build schools. So they're like, hey, if you want to go over the winter to go down there, uh, so they were they were like recruiting people from colleges because we actually had a lot of uh, the EZL members that had come out. Um, uh, one of the commanders because she got sick and she came out. Uh, so that's how they found out who everybody was. So yeah. she was doing speeches out here to like raise money. For, for support. Okay. So it's like, hey, if, you know, if you guys want to help us out, like, you know, and build houses and like roads and stuff like that for indigenous communities, come out, you know, you had to pay your way, but, you know, they would pretty much house you and feed you whatever. 
So that was something I was looking into. It didn't happen, but yeah, I mean, I'm big on to... Uh, into that history as far as all the revolutionary movements especially because my grandfather growing up he was big into he he was an educated man he he grew up in during the the mexican revolution he was a uh bracero he was in that part of program um but he was a self-taught man so he would go to the library and he actually knew like 13 languages so and he knew oh, filipino wow. really well because he grew up he was working with filipino farmers so he was one of the managers. I didn't know there was a lot of Filipino uh, people working in the farms. Oh yeah, there's a lot of Filipino farmers. And actually, if you do the, if you look at um, the United Farm Workers with Chavez, there's one of the guys. He's a Filipino guy. One of the guys that's helping him, along with Dolores Huerta, is actually Filipino. Uh, I, his name escapes me, but yeah, he. So there's a lot of Filipinos that are working in that field too. I did not know that. And Japanese um, as well. Yeah, um, I have a lot of people uh, and friends and, and cousins and relatives that live over there by McFarland. Okay, yeah. So that's almost like a lot of farmers, like Hanford, yeah. and I yeah. have a lot of cousins in Hanford. Yeah. And it's like the farm community. So I get it, like, you know, and all that. And it's just it's just something where it's like the lettuce, the stuff that we get, it's like it's handpicked yeah. by a person in the fields, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So. And it's it's hard work. So that's hard why it's hard work. hard work and it doesn't pay well. It's like you have to job so it's like you it's a matter hustle. you had a hustle and it's like they pay you you know a penny a box or a penny of this or five cents this so you know if you want to make minimum wage work you got to hustle it out and you got to work from like six o'clock five o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night oh. so i mean during the times that seven it, days a week or seven six to seven days a week sometimes and that's where it's like the the education piece of it is honed in because they're like look hey if you want to work we got a, we got a job you know, so you can work out here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. thanks, man. Shout outs to Tim Miles. They give us a, oh, thank a you. free beer. You know, um, but, but yeah, there. You know, that's that was the that was the the thing at home. It was like, look, you know, your your job is to is to go to school. You know, is to do something better because you know we're busting out here because they. I mean, my parents came here at the age of thirteen. So both my grandparents, my grandfathers, they were in the Bracero program. They eventually got out of that because they got their green cards and everything yeah, yeah. and then they were able to bring their families over but my dad being the oldest guy and my mom being the uh, only child for my grandfather they came here and they moved when they were like 13 and they started working in the fields so my my parents you know that's that's been they didn't go to high school they went to work in the fields and doing that doing those type of things i feel like with, with people like that like with parents like they they want to do all that so we would when they have kids they want to have better lives like you need to out better me oh yeah no that that's always the that's always been the thing it's like hey look you know you can do the bare minimum and look what the bare minimum is going to get you so and again it does it put food on the table that we have stuff that we we had a roof we had those type of things and at the same time you know you know you had you were you, know, you remember government cheese you remember all these type of things oh, I remember those food stamps, they, huh? but that was what the neighborhood has so i mean it wasn't anything different um and you always know that there's other people that had it even worse that you know that so you always were were, were thankful it's like hey you know what hey does it make you realize how much your mom and dad made the sacrifice to for you to have a better life and knowing the fact that you're married and you, you have mm -hmm. a, how many kids you have so i have two kids so it makes you feel like man it makes it humbling to have them to have better lives but mm -hmm. there's always something where now it's almost like with the with kids these days you want to you want to you don't want to shelter them but you want to teach them reality yeah stuff like that no know? definitely and again that's the whole thing with showing them to be the gratitude piece of it exactly. to volunteer to like know that you know there's people out there and, and again daughter understands those type of things uh which is great 
Um, and again, for as good or as good as you feel that you have it, you always want something better for for your kids. Oh, yeah. You know, you always want. It's like, look, I didn't have to go through X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna give you this stuff, or I'm gonna provide for these things. Uh, like I said, my parents, I didn't get to see them a lot. So you grew up as a latchkey kid. You know, it's like you would my my elementary school was half a block away. They would leave in the morning. I would make breakfast, watch cartoons, and it's like, and it was up to me to get to school. I would walk to school, wow. and it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> and it's Damn. like that's the way it was. Uh, like I said, my grandmother lived on the other side of the school, so uh, when I was in kindergarten, first grade, I would go over there. They would drop me off over there, and then it's like, okay, now, like now, it's like, hey, no, that's the thing. Now you can't go walk anywhere. You can't be released by yourself. Schools, yes. schools, they're like, where's your parent at? You know, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you oh, yeah. point to your parent, then they'll then they'll release you. Uh, and like in the old days, it's just walk wherever you had to go to. So, um, but you just grow up in a different way. You grow up, and again, you have to you have to provide for yourself as far as making food and those type of things, and cleaning the house and having things you know a little bit more ready. Uh, then those are the things that's like, hey, at least you get to see me. At least they get to go to your games. At least you know you get to go do these type of things as opposed uh-huh. to like, you know, you're you're wanting your parents to do that, and you see other other kids' parents do that when you're growing up, but it's because they're working. And then you, later on, you realize it's like, yeah, man, you know, they teach you that it's like it's a hustle, it's a grind. You have that's they instill work ethic into you, but it's no one's gonna have perfect perfect childhood, perfect growing up because there's always gonna be something missing. I'm pretty sure my kid down the road is going to be like, hey, but you didn't do this, this, and this. It's, it, it's going to happen. I know it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody hey, tries to do the best. And, it's and again, I had parents that were young. that They had me at 19. They got married at 18, and they had me at 19. And when you're young at 19 and having kids, it's a much bigger challenge than when you're older. And I, we had our kids older. We traveled. We did a lot of stuff. So we got to a lot of... To get that thing out of the way. Exactly. To grow as a as a unit together to then be able to provide that support to another person coming into the family you know mm-hmm. so we were able to do a lot and like I said even, even everything's a challenge still uh, every day is a new adventure with, with the daughters so with you doing history and all that what do you see things different back then until now what's changing I mean the the thing that's, that changes a lot I mean, right now is the ease of, of, of information so I mean you get information Easily. on on the fly before you would have to get an encyclopedia, you would have to get those type library. of things. <laughs> library. Yeah. Um, now you can Google it, so you have to again entertain kids in a different way. Oh yeah. And especially being in education, um, you have to make sure that you keep it relevant for students. You have to make sure that they're engaged because if not, they'll be like, "Why do I need you? You're just telling me what not to do when I can just go on the, my phone and figure out whatever information is out there." Mm-hmm. Now there is a lot of misinformation out there as well, and that's the that's the thing that we always got to teach uh, everybody is like know your sources where, where are things coming from check your facts um, in the past it was easier to check facts because things that made it to publication were already fact checked but now it's like anybody can come up with anything and it's like no oh, it's it's real it's like no but if you look at the bottom it's really not real <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and then I also I mean you know there's there because of that information that's spread out the the threat or the perception of threat of more dangers is out there now like you were talking we're talking about you don't walk anymore by yourself you don't do those type of things as a kid and the and not to say that there's more evil people out there now more creepsters out there 
maybe in the old days there still were. There was always a, hey, you know, don't watch, watch out for those panel vans. You know, or Whenever doing, there's an old man, there's yeah, an old van. Exactly. You're <laughs> like, uh, and you're like, oh, man. Here, here's a candy. Come in the car. Exactly. You have those, those commercials, you know, those back-to-school specials. Uh, and you're like, oh, man, there's a van down that street. So it's like, screw it. I'm going to walk around the other way. So you start learning those type of things. Like I said, not that it, it's changed, but I think the awareness and just the heightened, like, oh, everything's a stranger danger is out there. Yes. And, and again, that puts more people at, like, oh, man, what am I going to, you know, how am I going to do protect myself, my kids? You know, don't go down that way. Don't do this. But at the same time, I don't know if that's creating then uh, people that at the end of the day, they can't trust. They can't rely on, you know, they, they you're can't. You're not going to socialize with people. Exactly. It makes it feel like, I don't know what you're about. Yeah. That's a tough one, I think. Exactly. That's a... That's a tough one because I, I mean, my kids, I was like, let's go out now. We want to stay home yep. because they're so, because I mean, when we used to be young, we ride bikes and this, we're just, exactly. when you see the light come on, okay, it's time to come in. Yep. We're playing for 12 to six, but now it's like, we're not, you know, you're staying in and the iPads and all mm-hmm. that to keep them occupied and all that, but it's not where it feels like where I feel where we're going as. I feel there's a lot of people don't want to socialize because they want to be stuck on their phone or this whatever exactly and that's why i feel there's we're losing communication with each other yeah no definitely and that's and, and that's that's the the danger in that piece of it and that's the thing in in coming to you know into a brewery or in coming in and again these are all social spaces yes and that's the nice thing that you, then i start to see it's like look you know it it's not a bar it's not this like dive bar place where it's like you know you can't take your kids you can't take your dog you can't these are very family friendly places because they want people to come in mm-hmm. and they want people to socialize with each other as a group you know they have events they have you know games they have stuff like that so you can just socialize and just hang out yeah hang out have a couple beers um it's like hanging out in someone's basement or someone's garage it's like all right then you're done it's not to be get plastered or just to fall over you know like in a in in more of a 21 and over only type of situation you know yes. um so that's what you know this this does bring that space of collaboration and just like and at the end of the day you got to work learn to work with other with other people yeah. uh, and that's the whole thing with society I mean, you, you can't do everything by yourself you know you have to be able to reach out to other people uh ask for support and at the same time you know build things together oh yeah mm-hmm. that's always going to be a thing I like where I like where we're going at because this is a very interesting <laughs> episode. I was like, man, Chewy, I, I wasn't expecting this from you. So now it's like, wow, you know, like going from going from Santa Barbara, UCLA, where you're at now is just like it made me like I'm, I'm like I'm trying to, I'm not trying to say anything. It's just that I'm listening because it's very interesting <laughs> and it's interesting. It's like this is Poppy Hoppy I'm talking to you, right? Yeah, see, I'm like I, I'm like. Just, just wait, man. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back because when we come back, uh, we're going to talk nothing about craft beers because, you know, everyone's like, man, hurry the, hurry the fuck up, man. Let's get to the fucking beer talks, dude. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We're back on. We took a little beer break. Poppy Hoppy was like, babe, okay, leave me alone. You know, like, I need my man time over here at 10 miles. Like, I'm doing a podcast with Mega Man. I can't hang out. I, I got to do this podcast, man. I... I gotta be on, so he 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 gave her the okay. He's like, all right, you got you got another hour, then you gotta come back home. <laughs> yeah, no, you say hey, you, yeah. you, you know you have to keep, you have to take care of your chores. You have to you know take care of your stuff at the homestead. You know, but then it's like all right, you have some free time, and 
and not really it's 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 about everybody having their having the, their own time and also having collaboration time. So. Everybody notices like, hey, I was on the Make Man's podcast, yeah, but still take out the trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything you're out here. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, now we're getting to the nitty gritty of beer talk. So when uh, we did the. When we met up, we were at the bottle share. Man, how lit was that? Oh man, those that bottle share was it, it was amazing. So that was the volume two bottle share, and uh, and again to me, I hadn't you I had seen bottle shares happen as far like on Instagram and those type of things, and I had you had Daniel on and he had was talking about the bottle shares, and then I saw the first bottle share that he posted up, and that something happened that weekend, and it just couldn't make it to that one, and then and then I started seeing all his all the the stuff that he had on Instagram, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, man, that looks pretty cool." Yeah. So then, when the second one came out, I had told uh, my friend, uh, Big Frank, he's uh, he always rolls with me oh, everywhere. That's the one he's always. Uh, yeah, he's always, always with me. So. Shout to Big Frank. Yeah, he he's he was my roommate in college. So, I mean, oh, I know I, that. I, yeah, I've known that guy since from freshman Santa year. Barbara, yep, from Santa Barbara. Gotcha. So from freshman year. Does he live over here? Yeah, he does. He lives out there in uh, Crenshaw area. So not in the hood. Not, not South Crenshaw, but like. Crenshaw Wilshire up north oh, gotcha, uh, yeah. north north past the ten freeway. Okay. So I said, hey man, let's go to a bottle share, dude. And again, he's he's one also that's started now and I've started getting him more and more into craft. He was really more of a logger kind of guy. Mm. Um, but as we've traveled around, uh, you know, it's, it's his palate again, your palate changes. So now with the hazies and with the IP, he's becoming more of a IPA hazy kind of guy too as well. Yeah. So I said, look, man, let's go, dude. It should be fun. You know, it's like tailgating. You know, when we go tailgate for UCLA games, we take all our beers and we just hang out. We're outside for six hours just drinking. I'm like, look, it's from 8. Like, it's an early game. We were 8, eight to 11. They have food, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. And after that, we can go somewhere else. He's like, all right. So, got the tickets and everything. Came in. We were the first people there, <laughs> along with Daniel and uh, and Denmo. So, he was there, too. Uh, it's like, Daniel comes, hey, what's going on, fellas? It's like, hey, what's going on? It, it felt that family vibe really good guy man um and yeah we started putting everything up on the on the board and more and more people started showing up around nine o'clock that's when everybody started waking up and showing up um and it was it's an we awesome were the event first ones there. yeah we were the first wow. ones there we're like and even this time around we were like the first ones there. daniel was still for volume three daniel was still setting up i was parking my car and it's like that's poppy hobby always I, like there was uh, somebody else was taking pictures outside, and I was like, "Hey, good morning!" And I just came in, and I was like, "Well, let's at least get in line." And then right away, he's like, "Oh no, come in, come in!" It's like <laughs> came in, beer thug life was there, and he's like, "Hey, morning! Uh, how about some really morning beers?" He dropped over some of the of the indie four hops, the one the blue label with the oh, yeah, the yeah, peachy from, folder. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, "Here you go, guys! Here you go!" So yeah, and for the third one, my wife joined us for that one too. So I was just like, she's like, "Man, dude, this this is like a lot of this is like a, a grad night, you know? It's a lot of the people from uh, well known you know, people on social media." Yeah, it's like, wow, you know. It's, um, but those the, that bottle share and those bottle share events have been really good place. Like I said, it's always fun times, uh, and people really get a lot of good beers. And yeah. you, get, you can find a gambit of beers there. Oh my! Uh, and that's what it's all about. It's about trying to explore new new uh, cans, new label. You know, sometimes people go for the label, um, but it's about trying new 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 styles. So I mean, a lot of people are big on the stouts, and are big on the APs. You can try anything that you want. It's it's 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty you, much there. I, I remember I gave you a taste because uh, Alexander Jerry, what up, Instagram? Yes. Like, he gave me a can from Kings. This, this is he said this is like a monkish and electric put mm-hmm. together. It tastes like whoa. Yeah, the Nelson, the Nelson uh, yeah. beer, and it's and that was a really good beer. It's, you, it, you you had called it the the Bill Cosby of beers. <laughs> yeah, but I always say that because this is like this is the Bill Cosby. Yeah, no, what I those are the those are the ones I call dangerously delicious because you're, yes. they're high in ABB, the high high it alcohol. Ten, it was a ten, it was a ten point one. Ten point one alcohol, so it's on your triple side. It's hazy, but it doesn't taste that way. When you're tasting it, there's some beers that don't hide the ABB very well. There's others that hide it so well just in the way that they hop things or dry hop things that it's just super juicy and tasty where you're like, hey, this isn't bad. And that's, you compound those and then you start feeling it later on. So that's why you got to, you got to be careful. Yeah. I was going to ask, so with getting to the beer talks with a lot of the beers, uh, do you see Hazy being in the beer game for a very long time? I think so. You know, it, we, you always talk about uh, gateway beers. So, for example, early on, uh, Firestone Walker came out with this 805 beer, and yes. it was it was an 805 beer. It had this logo, kind of like yeah, you yeah. know, it, it made it more 805. I mean, Dark, when you're yeah. for, when you're out from uh, from Oxnard area, that's the 805 area code is out there. Gotcha. So it was to it was really to market craft beer to the community, like to hey, you know what? Here's a local beer that you can have. It's a, it was a honey ale. So it's that's what it is, the 805. So now you're t- now you're tasting craft. It's not something that's much different than uh, you know what you're used to, either a Budweiser or a Modelo or those type of things. It's still in the ale family, um, but with the honey, then you're like, hey, you know what? This this isn't bad. This is not a bad beer. And then it starts getting you into like, well, what else is out there from the from this company? Uh, the same thing with the hazies. The hazies are, are a gateway into craft beer, into into actually the upper echelons of craft beer, because the hazies come in singles and they come in doubles and they come in triples. How so, about quadruples? I heard maybe yeah. there's one. Yeah, there's some out there. there I thought it was at Brewery West, but I was wrong. Like, there's someone out there who makes a quadruple hazy. Yeah, and that's and again, if, when, when you're in that realm, it it could either be way too juicy. I haven't had it, um, and that's the, that's the thing with the juicies. I mean, I'm a I love modern times. Uh, oh my god! Modern Times has some killer beers, and their dojo, the Dankness Dojo, right here in downtown, is an awesome space. Awesome space. Um, they could change their music up a little bit, but the awesome space. But they're juicies. Um, for me personally, I can have like one or two before I need to change my palate because their juicies are very juicy. They have their their. They're big on the juicy taste, where it's like huh. kind of in that milkshake, kind that. of in that slushy—not even not even slushy, but just they, they have that sweet juice to it. Um, where I'm more of uh, the citra, more of the little bit—it has to have a little bit of a dankness to it too. Like Simcoe, yeah. Like, like, oh. like maybe uh, Nelson's. So like Simcoe, I'm really good. Like that hop is delicious. One of the hops that I really really like right now is the the cashmere hop. Okay. Cashmere hop is. One of the newer hops that came out, and that one makes it taste so tropical without having to add a lot of yeast, and so it makes it juicy just by the hop. Like trademarks, I think they have like a tropical IPA. Yeah, so they do have a tropical IPA there, and I forgot what their combination of hops is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's a again, it's a good IP, it's a good tropical IPA. But some people might think, oh, you know, it tastes a little too coconutty, or it tastes a little too much of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
so that's where you know everybody has a, their palettes evolving all the time but I think the hazies make it to what I think what people don't like about IPAs when they think IPAs is the dankness the dankness is that bite is that just like kind of like the floral kind of like the smell of um, almost like cannabis smell you smell it you're like but then you taste it you're like oh it's like oh man you know got cotton moth over here um but the hazies eliminate a lot of that dankness and they replace it with a lot of the citra a lot of the that juice type of taste to it without adding juice to it like the smell of it like it's so like okay i can drink this and stuff exactly like drinking a hazy you never know this could be a seven eight and an 18 no you never know you don't and that's the thing with it is a matter of how as a brewer how are you at balancing all your ingredients together where like i said i've had some uh, some high avb beers like in the nines where you can taste it you can it has that just that alcohol taste to it you're like and it's not even like a 10 11 or 12 i've had a 10 i've had 11 where it's super smooth like again like the nelson that alexander yeah. had brought over yeah, yeah. that's just super smooth you're like wow so yeah, you know smooth. but again get a four pack of those and you're going to be passed out pretty quickly uh, because those you can chug those you can do all sorts of things because they're just so smooth uh-huh. uh, with those um, when you brought some of your beers I was like because when well, when a lot of people bring different kind of beers from maybe this is their brewery spots when you brought that one beer you had it was like whoa uh, what beer was that that was a uh, the one so one of the ones was the Bagabond Breakfast from uh, Casa Agria. Yes, so Casa Ag- Casa Agria out from uh, Oxnard. So their their story is that they started off as just a sour a sour place. So that's why Casa Agria Sour House. That that's all they were brewing was just sours. And it's like oh man, you know, I'm not big on the sours. It's hard, man. It's it's. You know, it, it's kind of like micheladas. It's like I can do one or two, and it's like after that, I'm like, oh no. The tarts, I'll I'll drink the tarts like the Berliner Weisses, which are like the lighter, um, lager tart beers. Yeah, yeah. Those I'll I'll do, especially if it's hot. Like I can do one or two. Uh-huh. But again, it's not something that's my go-to. So, but then they started really making one or two IPAs because they saw that people were coming. It's like maybe staying for one and leaving. So they're like, well, you know, we'll start. They started changing their models. So similar to Monkish, like we have been talked about, where it's like with all strictly Belgians and we're going to stick to this game plan. They started making something else. Now, hey, everyone's there. Yeah. So same thing with them. They started making some IPAs and actually doing some cam releases. And again, it started to get the word out there for them. And now they're doing collaborations. I mean, they had a collaboration uh, with Aero Lodge for their anniversary. So they've had this little, little hops of horror. Which is really good beer, really good beer, um, and they, like I said, they have other hitters here that they've been doing collaborations with, um, and that stout was uh, maple, cinnamon, and coffee. So it's oh. a bag of on breakfast, like thirteen point nine percent. Super delicious. I know, you know, we stopped Daniel with uh, hip hop craft. He's like, you gotta try this. He's like, whoa, man, this is fire. <laughs> It's fire because I mean, like when you when the bottle share when you try so many beers, I want to take a picture of it because you almost say I want to see if I can try it because when you fall in love with a certain beer, it's like whoa, that's my go-to. Yeah. But some of them like well, there's a lot of people who try to go venture off to like you say Ventura, Oxnard, mm-hmm. like Alvarado Street, yeah. like all that. It's like you want it's almost like everyone wants to find that holy grail. Yeah, and the thing is, is that 
your holy grail may not be my holy grail. Mm. So to me, it's always, it's, and every beer is a journey. Every beer is a journey. Every beer has a story. Every beer has a song that goes along, that's that's attached to it. That's that certain vibe that, you know, it could be the perfect beer because at that time you heard the perfect song and it just clicked something in you. It clicked the memory. You're like, you know what? I want to go to that memory again. And I want to have that. Hey, that, I, you know what? That's a, that's a, that's a good thing that you brought that up because when you talk about different beers that bring you certain paths, when I brought that Labatt Blue, that was a pass. Yeah. And I brought, I was like, and people were like, man, why'd you bring that <laughs> shit, dude? Hey, motherfucker, this is hard to get. Yeah. It's it's because it's it's a good. I'm I'm more when you try a lot of beers like Stouts, Pilsners, like Hazies, and all that. My go-to was a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. I mean, not trying to be a pussy or anything, but like that's my go-to beer because I I fell in love with Labatt Blue, you yeah. know, and. Uh, you know, stouts is good, but some of those you don't want to be drinking IPAs every day. No, can't and the, do that. no, you can't. Like I said, it, my go-to style of beers are German type style of beers, uh, which are the Pilsners, are your Lagers, mm. are your um, Schwartz beers, are your you oh, know, shorts, yeah. yeah. So those type of How beers. About dinner beers. So yeah, so I mean, like something for dinner. Like if I'm just having dinner. It would be like a lager. So, I mean, there's plenty of good... Now, because, again, you're trying to get people... The reason people why in, I say yeah. that for because they made a dinner beer at Boomtown. Okay. It's weird. Like, it's not temperature. You can just drink it. Like, okay. really? That's because be cool. Like, you can drink it. Like, oh, wow. Huh. It's really good. I wasn't... I was kind of surprised. Like, a dinner beer? But it was It was really good. Like, okay. It doesn't have to be cold, but it was just perfect. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I said, you haven't had that one. Yeah, it was, they had over there at Boomtown. That's why I tried. I was like, yeah... But whatever happened to brood IPAs? It's like, so, <laughs> it's a wonder, man. I know. And the and actually here at Ten Mile, they make some. They made a brood IPA, which was really really good. I like the brood IPA because it had that crispy taste to it. I thought it was going to be another gateway type of uh, beer because they had the. It was really crisp, like a pilsner or like a lager, so it would get people into the IPA game. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, I kind of now like IPAs. But yeah, it. I don't know if it's a lot harder to make, and that's why, or you know, people just didn't go gravitate towards it. Yeah. I mean, the first beer I had here uh, today was that black IPA. I always. That's something that also came out around the same time as brewed IPAs, probably a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I, I'm a sucker for the black IPAs. I, I do <laughs> like the black. I, I always want to try them. The black it, IPAs are more like just. Is it more dark? Is it more like stronger? Or? Not necessarily stronger. It just has a. A little bit more of the characteristics, like kind of a of a Guinness without the coffee. Ooh, so okay. it, it's just it, so it's not heavy. No, it isn't. It isn't gotcha. heavy. It isn't heavy. It doesn't mean that it's like oh, you know, dark beer is going to have ten percent. No, this one has a six point seven. Um, that's it. Super refreshing. Uh, and again, it's it takes away some of that bitterness sometimes of an IPA. Uh-huh. So again, it's just another way to to kind of mask that dankness for in a way. So instead of being juicy, this one's a little bit more. Like on an amber, not even amber because amber is more of a caramel. This is more, a little bit more on the that coffee, a little bit coffee taste, but without the coffee taste to it. Yeah, coffee. I mean, stouts you can't go wrong. There's a lot of good stouts. When you say maple, um, I think the best stouts I ever had was by Mojo Brewery. He's a home brewer. Oh yeah. He made that peanut butter, like a Reese's peanut butter. I posted. It was like, Mojo, what the fuck you doing? And I told him the story. I told him like, how come you're not a, a uh, a brewery working in a brewery he says Mega Man if I was young in my early 19s I would do it 
but I already have a family, I have benefits. I'm not gonna exactly should sacrifice everything just for make beer. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, no. And again, he's doing it as a as a as a hobby. As that that's his that's his me time kind of deal. So, which is great. And There's I mean, a lot the, of home out there. Her, oh yeah. her killers and he's yeah. like, whoa. No, I mean, then yeah. I, I saw he posted up another. I mean, he's he's been posting a lot of stouts. Uh, he yeah. posted this other one. It was like Cafe de Noche and it's like I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, you know. And he's like, oh yeah, my mom's from over there. And I was like, my mom's from over there too. I was like, that's where I spent all my summers in that area in Mexico. So I'm like, oh man. And so when again things click and you're like, oh, that's really good. And, you know, so. Again. Nice guy, super yeah. nice guy. I was like thinking, like, you know, like his persona, Mojo is like, and people were telling me, you're gonna have Mojo on? It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, he's a killer. And and then when I had him on, he was so nice and everything. He's a Star Wars freak and everything, Dodgers fan. But his knowledge of beers, he's more like the other guests I had on, uh, Darren Rocker from Reclaw Brewery. Okay, yeah. From Marietta, like in that area. Super humble guy, nice, but he knows he's knowledgeable with beers. Yeah. With home brewers, like the way how he makes it, like, I mean, like I said, home brewers are killers. Yeah. And again, you, you have to have that passion. Like I said, you know, if you have that passion, if you have that drive for it, uh, if you can mix the, the, the ingredients together, put your own flavor into it, that's what's going to make a good beer. Did if, you ever want to start making your own beers? You know, that's something that, 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 Crossed my mind at some point because you're like, hey man, maybe I should make my own beers. Uh, my wife always, my wife's like, you know what, you're better at drinking beers oh, than probably making them like, because she knows I would be like into getting the whole system and all these type of things. A rabbit hole. Yeah, it's like, oh man, oh man. And it's like she's like, you know, we don't have the space for anything like this. It's like, you know what, why don't you take that money that you would like, take in making this thing? And again, that's time. Why don't you just go and explore other stuff? I mean, she's the one that started me off on this Instagram journey. I'm not big on social media, but she was very much like, you know what? Hey, uh, it was at a time when I had switched over jobs, and uh, so I was on a break, and she was like, you know what? Why don't you start something like this could be your hobby? You go to breweries, you go to these type of things, start I taking see pictures. Uh, when they had the, the what's the four or five year anniversary at Indy, was, mm-hmm. it, was it two years or... This one, this one was a three-year anniversary, I believe. And yeah. I saw you there picking up yeah. your stuff, and he's like, yeah. I, "I'm out." I'm yeah. Like, what the heck? He's yeah, like, no. I see you everywhere. Yeah. I see you. I, I make the rounds. I said, you know, there's every weekend try to hit a certain area. So whether it's downtown, whether it's out here in the Hawthorne area, or Orange County, or down here in Long Beach, try to hit somewhere. Uh, and again, it's it's just quality time. It's time to either pick up either pick up a beer to take back home. And then, like, barbecue at the house or just hang out and just be like, I hey. like it when you, you tag me and you send a picture. It's like, hey, I'm going to a, a rally over at the football game. You brought all these beers. Like, oh, I need to get some tickets to the UCLA game. <laughs> anytime. Anytime you want to come out, got plenty of tickets. Oh, my and God. Trust me. And, you know, um, what you call it? Grilling Gorilla, he's, he's, he was also talking oh, about man. it. But he's a USC guy, which Grilling Gorilla – you got to come out to UCLA. That's a better. He listens to this. He I know that. he does. There's a better place to tailgate. Who likes to tailgate in the on the concrete? Come on, grilling gorilla. <laughs> I know you like that, but come out to the park, man. We can hang out at the park, and then you know we'll grow some stuff up. Oh, I, he will trust me. Come out. He's that's what they call him, the legend. Yeah. Because a lot of barbecue people go to him for advice. He's like the Godfather. Yeah. No. 
I, I see his stuff and you know I see his stories and I, I, he sees he likes some of the stuff that I have but yeah just talking to him and, and hearing his story and doing that type yeah. of thing I'm like this is someone that you know we, we did a part two wait till that one oh. <laughs> we did a part two because uh, we only scratched the surface with them but with uh, he's so knowledgeable in the grill and yeah. everything and the beer dude it's like hey you want to you want to you want to drink a glass he, he has like a, he has like a full keg of of indie is like motherfucker. Yeah, dude. he's uh, he's uh, he's getting the indie beers, and again, that's love indie. That's you know one of the spots that I really love to go to. And again, I've seen them go from a, and they've had that space all the time, from but small to from big small now. to where they were, they had a refrigerator with five taps. That's that was their that was their refrigerator. I saw a picture of it, but I never been in there. I was like, wow, now they moved into a bigger place. No, all they had it was the same space, the same space that they oh, had. Okay. But right in the front where the bar's at, yeah. they had a fridge, just a regular fridge, like a big in like a big fridge that they made into a kegerator pretty much with five taps. Oh, oh, oh my god, no way. I, the on the picture that I posted of the anniversary, if you swipe, it's it's the other picture, the first time that we went there with that fridge and they're like, Oh, that fridge. We miss it. No, really, we do. Uh, I'm going to see if I can try to get Connor on the podcast because, uh, you know, he has so much to talk about with Indy because with Indy, a lot of people wanted Indy to open up. A lot of people didn't want it for the gentrification, yeah. you know, and all that. And also, when you have Indy, you know, so you go to Cross Street, you go to Dry River. Yes, really. And we think, have you ever been to Dry River? Yes. We think about the sours. You know, their sours are, are pretty tasty. Like I said, I can do one and two. But you know what I really like from... from uh, from them is the bridges, the bridges IPA that they create that they had. Oh, is it the one that has like the old map of yes. everything? I, you know what? Uh, Frank from California Heights had a couple cans. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, did you get a dry river? It's like, yeah, I got a couple of them single cans. Yeah. You know when you walk in the cave, yep. boom, lift, and you get all that. I'd like to get whatever I can, like, or I can try it. I want to try, but instead of buying a four pack that costs yeah. over twenty five to thirty bucks, mm-hmm. that's like gas money right there. Yep. No, there that beer is super delicious. So that and that the Bridges IPA was really good. I know I think they're still making it. Um, so yeah. they have that IPA. Then they have another one. Um, name escapes me, but so they had two IPAs. But yeah, it's super. They're, they're super nice over there at, at Dry Rivers. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the uh, bartenders there. She's super nice. She's you know always like, hey, you know, what do you what do you have? There's that's the thing with a lot of the craft beer uh, folks is just that environment that they create is that it's they're nice welcoming. There, huh? Oh, yeah, man. You see the bathroom in there? Yeah. It's fucking nice. You got yeah. tampons and condoms. I know, man. It's <laughs> and a bunk makes them feel like a cabin. You're like, wow, hey, this is nice. <laughs> you, don't, you never want to leave. And they have beer, so. <laughs> it's nice, too, because it looks like it looks like a cabin when you go inside there. Yeah. It's like, really? Then you can sit, and they're really nice, and... It's just um, the reason why when I went to Indy, a while back, I did a podcast with Chewy from Permeta Tassa. Uh-huh. So if you go down that street, you go a little bit more up, it's like on your right-hand side. It's like in a commercial building, whatever, and he, he always goes there because he's, he's in love with sours. Yeah. So we go there and say, hey, check out Dry Rivers. We did. I was like, wow. But the only thing is, I told Chewy, I can't be drinking sours with regular beers. Mm-hmm. It's a fuck up. It'll mess up my stomach. Yeah. It's like... Do you always do that? Do you like to mix your beers like that, or you like to stick with one? I, li- I like to stick with one. I like to stick with one. With one. Hear that, guys? Stick with one. I like to stick with one. Um, 
I'll move around, I mean, like at the bottle shirt, you know, there were some stouts in there. So, I mean, yeah, I yeah. can move around from the stouts to the IPAs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like when the, the, the tarts and those and the sours started coming out, I was like, like oh, man. And again, if you, you if you have the if you have to have water all the time, that's another thing. You have water with you because then you can cleanse your palate. Then you can just and also you know. Pee. <laughs> I'm bringing two gallons of crystal geyser because Mega Man got lit up. I was not expecting, but when you have eight o'clock in the morning, all these tens and nines and sixteens and eighteens and all that with no food in your stomach, and I knew I should have got a sausage muffin with egg. I knew I got it, but now I know. But that's that's the thing. That's the thing. There's there's so many killers out there. Oh yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing about like I said with the bottle share that makes it so nice is that you you go in with your set of beers that you want to take. Like I said, yeah. they said oh you bring two beers. Uh, you know people bring whatever they want to bring. Um, hopefully you bring two beers and then but yeah, it, yeah. it opens up the world to whatever you want to taste. Yeah. So just because you know you brought two beers doesn't mean you can only drink two beers it's like no you can have whatever else is up there and you know daniel and all of them are very much like hey just crack it's it's family time just go crack it open share yeah. with other people next time i'm taking the uber yeah i mean that's what i was like say to dead uh, dead uh, dead mall anarchy it's like if you're gonna do a bottle shoot have one in long beach no yeah uh, like, i'll take an uber there easy that's why i was like with the new with the new location up there in alvarado street it was just like oh that's man dude, it was like Wait, when it said Uncle Henry's, it's down. The, it's not that far it's away, you know. It's, far. You're like, I all right, take it like that. But now it's like, dude, how am I gonna get back? I can't take a subway. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of more like, I think it makes sense. Like maybe I should just take a carpool with someone. Yeah, exactly. So like, I mean, the next big event is gonna be the the best buds coming up. Are you going? Of course. When is that? Is best that? buds is uh, four twenty five that weekend. Uh, it's either 425 or 426, and it's going to be out there in West Covina. So yeah. you know, you know that the whole SGD Cancer and all those guys are going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to go. Uh, I'm right now. I think this Sunday. I think next week will be my last episode on Friday. But you know, maybe Sunday. Who knows? But um, I'm going to be like with no car for about a month. I'm going to be car searching. Okay. So I'm going to be like okay. Time off is good, you know, but like I heard a lot of stories from Best Buddies killers out there. Yep. And if I let's say if I do go, I think in a way I will probably have to get a hotel. Yep. And get an Uber because I can't Uber from Long Beach to Uber. That's far. Yeah. That's almost like sixty bucks. And that's like one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. If you well, think about it. Well, we're gonna Uber out there, so let's say if you want to join the Uber, man, let's let's, I'll, let's hey, go. I'll give you let's some go. Money. I'll, let's I'm go. Down. I'm down. Yeah, no, let's go. Let's say you okay. can come along. Let's see if we can try to get a ticket before it sells out. Because yeah. I know VIP is sold out. Uh, that thought last time I saw, there was probably like ten tickets left on the VIP. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, not to say that just because you're not in that VIP area. To me, all the stuff's out there as well. It's like going to a candy store because me doing beer talks, you know, uh, it was like, ooh, who do I want to get on? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ooh, I want him, I want him, I want yep. her. There's so many killers out there, and uh, there's going to be a lot of familiar faces, you know. And exactly. I don't know if you saw when we had the bottle share, uh, Black uh, Beard Traveler was there. Yeah, I saw. He, I came, like, he came in. He came in, but he had to leave because he had to take his train over there because he took a train from Amtrak from L.A. to San Diego. Wow. But he came there. I just came to visit, and he was like, Megan, man, you look fucked up. He was like, <laughs> I am fucked up. I love you. Oh, yeah. man. But that's how it was. What's your uh, 
go-to beers right now, what 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 which what eyes should we be looking out for uh, breweries out in your eyes? So as far as breweries are concerned, um, like I said there's there's a lot of heavy hitters out there. There's a lot of great great spots. Keep it very local, like local. very local local here. I mean, the one spot that I adore that I love because again of the vibe, because of the of the people there. I love Timeless. Like I said, Timeless Pints right here. Wow. Yeah. I and I, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't been there for a year. Yeah. Because it's 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 out. It's 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 like not from over here. It's yeah. like it's out there ex- like like distance yeah i mean it's either south of the airport or north of the airport so i mean that one's right there north of the right north of the airport I and mean, down the street is cow heights market and, yes. and then you can get to smog city the Steelcraft area or ambitious or liberation and all the, all the and all that. exactly um that's it i love it there because just the way that, yeah i've been there since the beginning and then just the way that they, they treat you like family there so yeah they do so that's i, I said and their beers are, are solid you ever try the little flights they have those skinny ones yeah, 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 i, 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 I one said one. like one dollar ta- one the one dollar tasters yeah and it's like yeah and again it's you know when one of the things when you go to a brewery just if you, if you really want to taste something, just get a taster. I've been seeing more and more people now go. Just kind of can you give me splashes of this and splashes of that? Just get a taster. And to me, I'm like, okay. And I get it. The the brewers and everything they they're super accommodating because they want to get you to you know hey stay and hang out for a couple beers. But when I see people do that and then just like get a small, then they're like, oh well, just give me a, a ten ounce pour, and they just leave it there. And it's like, okay, so you just got a bunch of free beers. And it's like when you could have just bought a flight and just just get a flight and it's okay that's the whole reason why they have tasters and flights but yeah the little dollar shots is like yeah if you want to try something take it take I a like dollar to shot try all the flights of all the beers and see what is my go-to beer what's yeah. like ooh, like you know like the like customer service here to give us a free hazy. exactly i think it was a that was a double was a double it's a, a double double ipa double yeah. ipa but it's like a hazy but it's so good it's like wow this is delicious yeah did you ever went to trademarks they had christmas they had a gingerbread beer yeah so i did oh i God. did i did go and like i said for me like the stouts and those type of things i really have to be in the mood for only because i started off really heavy at the beginning with stouts um that was coming into like craft beers especially like liking guinness you know it's like well, okay you know what stouts that's a something yeah. comparable and at that time my palate wasn't in the ipa style so it's like started so now that i'm past the stouts it's like i have to be in the it has to be super cold or it has to be kind of rainy or, <laughs> yeah. or or like i said early in the morning watch home alone exactly <laughs> like all right give me a stout um but yeah always in the in christmas time they always come out with some great stouts um and but yeah i mean like i said love that brewery everything here in long beach is super super nice so they're super awesome here like i said i don't come to this 10 mile here more often I go to the one in, in Bellflower um, at the Steelcraft just because it's closer. Like I said, it's either you're south of the airport, north of the airport. Um, and again, Liberation is also really great. You oh, know, man. Those, those guys. Are, have you been at uh, Dutch Brewhouse? Yeah, Dutch Dutch is awesome. I go there Jason. to watch I go watch uh, Cowboys games there. So oh, when he's at... Oh, well, yeah. you're a Cowboys That's fan. why. So when right. I, whenever I want to go see a Cowboys game just because... Like, usually I go up the street to, to EJ's like for any sporting event but I know that especially now that the Rams are here and everybody's here it's like I can't go and see my games there suppose every time he's like hey come watch the game with he'll post it up come watch this, come come get drunk with Dutch and watch the Cowboys game I'm like Poof. I take my gear he's like 
hey, come on in and you know sit down and, and I don't do know this. if Jason remembers this, but went to Dutch Brew House and uh, you know because you're a big Cowboys fan. I told Jason, leave that shit on. And they're playing the Little Giants. <laughs> with the Little Giants and Cowboys. Oh, man. Was it, was it, was it refrigerator? The like fridge? A fridge. Like, I don't do that stuff. <laughs> Frick don't play with girls. <laughs> I was like, that has to be the most cla- classic movie, man. Oh, yeah. He's like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> like that. You know, it was, it, that was one of the most classic movies. But there's Ambitious. You got uh, Dutch Brewhouse, Steelcraft. Uh, I mean, Belmont Brewery, but there's a lot mm-hmm. more breweries opening up. There's one over here on Juan Apparel and 4th Street. Yeah, the yeah, Shulp. That, so that's the yeah. Shulp, the Shulp Tap Room, uh, which I have been to Shulp out in Torrance. And they, and How about that new cider room that's opened up right there by Roscoe's and Chickens and Waffles? Hmm. No, wait, oh, I haven't yeah. seen that one. Oh, it just opened up. Okay. So if you go, you know, Roscoe's and Chickens yeah, yeah. on Broadway, it's right next door. Okay. It's a new cider's house. Hmm, okay. So, you know, there used to be a Ciders over there on Atlantic and Broadway, that one on the corner. Yeah. But now they had opened a new Ciders. I was like, okay, okay I'm going to check it out because when I had Lolly Trom uh, from SoCal Sarasetas, you know, and all, she mm-hmm. drank the most killer cider beers. And, and I mean, she told me, Mega Man, we'll watch out for that beer. It's like, it tastes like a good apple juice, like a cider, but that thing's about 13. Yeah. I was like, yeah, right. And I drank it like, whoa. There you go. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because, you know, because she did it. She made me look stupid. Like, I buy her stuff at Sprouts. <laughs> and I made it with the yeast. I do with this, whatever. Because it depends on the sugar. If yeah. you want more, like, strongness, it's like, it depends on the sugar. Yeah, exactly. how it is. Yep. You know, I was like, wow. That, and that's so much thing with... Uh, with the people and breweries out here in Long Beach. You know, we didn't even talk about Levi from uh, Long Beach Brewery. Exactly. Oh, there comes the thunder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he does, again, he does a whole mishmash of, of small batches and those type of things. So, again, it's, and that's the thing with it, too. It's a matter of what you want to explore, and you'll, you'll find your niche. So, yeah, like, like Long Beach Beer Lab, that reminds me a little bit, like, of, uh, of the Dry River. So, like, just kind of small spot. And, yeah, because yeah. he's, like, to me, I always consider him as the Willy Wonka's uh-huh. because he's experimenting. Yeah. Because he does everything with white bread, like you know, because it's a, it's right there in that building. It's like a Jewish community right yeah. there. So when he makes beers like that, it's like, hey, check this one out. When he made a beer, uh, habanero, uh, ghost pepper, serrano beer, I was like, this tastes like a spicy peanut butter beer. So good. I was like, you make more like, right? <laughs> but but that's the thing he, he makes it. But I was like, man, there has to be. That's why when you go to all these, there's killers. And I heard like the next five or six years, they're gonna make another nine more breweries out here. Yeah. I was Could like, because be. you know I follow uh, uh, Crafters of Long Beach. Yeah. And I know and Daniel and all those guys. Uh-huh. So he knows he knows what's going on. He knows the four one one. Yeah. So I always want to know, hey, what's coming up? What we should be looking yeah. out for and everything, but. There's just so many killers out in Long Beach where I heard a lot of stories where a lot of people want to open up breweries here, but the laws are too strict, and they go yeah. somebody go to L.A. They do. So I know, um, like, and you were talking about uh, Hog, uh, Hogs Canyon. Hogs Canyon. They've taken a while to kind of open up Did there. Did you know Indy was going to open a brewery here, and it was too hard to open a brewery, so they actually went to the wow. they went to Indy to open no. up over there. Yeah, and I did not know that. Yeah, and again, and that's the thing with you know, like I said, if it gets too strict, then you know people take their business elsewhere. I mean, I know like Crowns and Hops, 
they're they did the whole. Did you try the beer? I I have it in the fridge. I picked it up it's from good. I picked it up from Moe's because uh, I had to order it. Uh, by the time that I got there, I'm like, you know what? It's already sold out because beer. Uh, Black Beer Traveler took a whole case of it from yes, there. Yes, I told you, like, bro, <laughs> you went over here and you went to Sarah's Market. Yeah. And I was like, I told Steven, hey, do you have any more? I have what two cans left. Can you pick it up in the morning? Because I have people waiting like, fuck that, man. No, I saw he posted up a, a video. It's like Rush Street. I'm like, yeah, it looks familiar. And it's like, then he came out with a whole case of it. <laughs> I, I, I DM Crowns and Hops and I told him, like, bro. I know you serve them at, like, in your areas and stuff. Can you serve it in Long Beach? Yeah. Like, you know, you got, uh, what's that, what's that, where you pick up the beers over here on uh, Long Beach Boulevard right next to the pan? Lick, uh, liquor, it's like they serve all, it's almost like a green olive. Okay. But they serve a lot of beers there. I'll, oh. I'll tag you it. Okay. But California Heights, I told Frank, you got to get this, you got to yeah. get this. He's like, I'm making, I'm trying to, but there's so much because... I don't want to travel all the way to, to, just to get one can. I want to get it right here. Yeah, no. And I was, like I said, fortunate that, you know, uh, Craft Beer Kings and they're on their app, they're, they put it up and you can just order it from the app and it's, you know, pick it up there. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's close by where I'm at so for work. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'll pick it up on my lunch break. Um, but I know that they want to open up in, in Inglewood, but it's super, super difficult to open up in Inglewood, even more so now that the stadium's going in. I mean, I. We we try to open up uh, when I was in a in the charter school world. We try to open up a school there, but just all the regulations and all this stuff, it would take like three, four, five years to open up a school. It's like yeah, it ain't gonna happen. That's where your money pays. That's, yeah. that's where your money's at right there. And it's like okay, well, and again, it's like you know things can move quicker if you have expediters and like the people that can move stuff around. But again, then you're paying, paying, paying for all these that could or couldn't happen. So I know that they really want to do it right there in Inglewood. And I was talking to uh, Ezekiel from uh, Twosomes, Twosomes yeah. at the bottle show. We're talking about this, like because we're talking how state closed down. And I'm like, you know, state's a great location. It's already done. You know, someone that you know maybe someone can come in and hopefully revitalize that up. Um, because again, they were for me. I mean, this last year they were making some killer beers. I was, today was supposed to be their 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 anniversary party. And they had this one called the uh, Funk Juicius with Funk Dubious as a collaborator. And I was like, oh, man, we got to get that beer. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, it's like, oh, the, you know, we're we're closed. So you think in a way Crown, Crowns and Hops should just take that location there with Gardena, but they want to be in the, the middle of it. Yeah. So diverse with everything. Right, and, and again, and, uh, and, you, and again, totally understand that piece of it. And if that's your dream, that's your dream. And you got to hustle for your dream. Um, I just know it's going to be a hard, a hard uphill battle, and I don't want them to get discouraged about it. I don't want them, I mean, and it, it doesn't seem like they did, like they are, but I mean, they're st- slowly starting to make like gypsy beers. I mean, this one was the gypsy beer kind of they like did Julio it with Eagle Tra- Rock, like, exactly. Like Julio Trail yeah. doing his thing. I was like, now I see, like I always tell him, I, I give him a hard time sometimes. Like, oh, where, where, where's the fuck is your beer, dude? <laughs> Uh, I don't care. He can hear us too. Dude. Yeah. But you know, he's making coffee and all that. Yeah. But beers. But like when you sell out, because your barrels, how you make it, is, is you need to expand more yeah. too, because people ask for it. Yeah. And, you know, it's already been months. It's like, well, because when you're a gypsy person making beers, you have to put money in and all that stuff. Exactly. So that's why you have to start going to breweries, start bringing out the barrels and all that mm-hmm. to make your own and stuff like that. You know. And that's why I see what, what Liberation was. They're doing that with Liberation. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when they had their, when they had their uh, Day of the Dead beer. Yeah. You know, it was really, really good. And all of a sudden, it's gone. It's like, okay. What's the next one? Cans? What's the next one? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, 
I like that the 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 quail pale ale. I said when he posted it up, I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's it's. And then uh, I go to we go to Smorgasbord every so often. I need to go check that out. That's that place is awesome. Because yeah. I heard like Evil Cooks is there. A lot yep. of people. They're they're uh, part of the rotation there. And uh, I love Micheladas. So I love Micheladas is the, is who hosts the beer garden. So there's gotcha. two beer gardens, and that's where they had the quail pale ale. So I was like, oh, you know what? And I saw it. They they have a bunch of other craft beers there, and yeah, they can yeah, make yeah. Micheladas with it. So and I had just seen his beer pop up on my thing. I was like, "Oh, you know, it's it's here, so I can actually try it." I was, hey, it was good, you know. So then finally, I found it like a Ramirez liquor or something like that, and got got us some four packs. But yeah, and it's like, hey, when's the, when's the next one? It's similar to like a La Grande. I know you had you had Ozzy and them on your podcast. And oh yeah, he uh, mango beer. He, uh, the first one I had, he, he was it was good, but the second batch he made with the mango, the same one, it was. It's just like mango is so good. I refrigerate it because I always tell them, when did you make this beer? Is it good or fresh? Should I wait? Because when you buy a beer, some of it is not ripe yet. Oh, yeah. It's like going to a market and the banana's still green. Yep. And I was like, ugh. Like, you know, when you go to you go to these camera releases from Monkish, you yep. try the beers. Okay, but why is this beer on draft taste different from the can? Exactly. So I want to wait about two or three weeks. No, and like, you know, you I know you had talked about the that brewery West Gary Notion collaboration, the, oh, the, the, the Time Bandits. I was disappointed. You know, I bought some of that, and I left it for like two or three months. When I opened it back up, it was pretty good. No way. It was good. So, we trying to say, so when you buy beers, because always always ask, how long is this beer good for? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the most five, four, six months. So, usually sometimes I want to wait it out for a month. And then drink it, but maybe the way should wait a little bit more longer. You should wait a little bit longer on some beers. Um, they settle in just a little bit different. So I mean, that one settled in pretty nicely. Um, you know, there's there's always a sweet spot to to, to try kind of, but it's always hit or miss. Yeah, and, and again, and you can go sometimes to a bottle shop, and the bottle shop has that beer and it's been there for. And if you don't know about it, that beer's been there for like a year, but it's still there. And it, the thing is that as long as you keep it cold. And it's sealed, especially in a can. You're, you're good to go. It's, it'll still have the pop. It'll still the taste may be a little bit off, but it's not going to. That's the thing. If you is it tastes good, we should drink it when it's fresh. We drink it when it's later, or this, or with that, with IPAs. See, I mean, the whole thing with an IPA, the the reason, I mean, the the history of an IPA is it was they threw a bunch of hops because this is this was meant to go from England to India, so it's about preserving the beer. So, I mean, you know, England has their ales and those you can drink fresh. Now, an IPA, it's all a matter of, like, it's making a journey on a boat for six, seven months. So, it's about throwing hops and, hey, this thing's not going to spoil. So, that when you the soldiers got it in India, hey, they had a nice beer. So, it's, you know, you can wait on some of those things. There's some other beers, like maybe like a Pilsner or a Lager, that you really do want to drink those fresh. Because you're already waiting so long for that beer to actually ferment out. Um... And again, it's it's so technical with the especially loggers. I mean, those things. Those are hard, these, I heard oh, they're, they're really hard to make. They're super hard to make, and again, then you know, everyone thinks of them as the cheapest beers, but they're the hardest beers to make. Like when Julio was saying, like when he made his beer, it was like, I don't want to get to loggers. That's a, that's hard. No, that's. But the beer, the lager ever, the most, the, the best beer lager ever had was from Jules, the head brewer out of Hawks Canyon. Okay. But he would make the West Coast IPA and all along. It's like, oh man, this is fucking good. Well, he, he used to work at Monkish. 
there you so go. when you anyone who makes out of monkeys, you know you're yeah. just gonna be good. It's like fun, it's a hype. Yeah. You know, but that's just how sometimes it's a hit, it's a hit and miss with the beers. It is. It is. That's why I said your your holy grail may not be my holy grail. Yeah, it may yeah. be like my yeah, you know, what are you talking about? Um but you know, when you can get more more or less a lot of consensus on certain things and people are like, Yeah, hey, you know what, this is gonna be pretty good. What's the best beer at all time? The number one beer that it was like, that's that's it. That's the one. I was telling you, it's a modelo, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> no one of the ones in this past year, one of the ones that I really, really liked was uh, from Indy. It was their Hop City. It was a double IPA, about 8.9% IPA. God, that thing was super delicious. Just super, super delicious. So is that the one that tastes like a key lime? No, that that, that right yeah, that, that that's good. that was the whose whose lime is it anyways? Oh, yeah. And that was the collab with Carl Strauss. So they had a that that beer's a collab with Carl Strauss and that that's that tastes like key lime pie. And so if yeah. you like key lime pie, that's that's I don't a bad know, it tastes like fruit juice to me. Yeah, you think yeah. so? Yeah. Well my, my taste buds different. Like you say, yours is different than <laughs> yeah. mine, but yeah. yeah, but that yeah, any comes out with good shit. Oh yeah. You can't go wrong. So I said that was you know, in the summer, that was just my go-to beer, and it came out around the time for my birthday. And the thing with them, I, I mean, they just announced it right now for year two is they have their mug club. So, with, like with their mug club, on your birthday you get dollar beers. Uh -huh. So, and it's and you get a mug every time you go in. You have a mug with your name on it. It's a twenty-ounce mug, and they give them to you for the same pour as a regular beer. So, I mean, pretty much you can get two beers of forty for like you know seven bucks, like seven bucks each. Um, so that's a great deal, and as like I said, on your birthday, all your beers are a dollar. So I was like, for ten bucks, you can get nice and toasty. <laughs> I think my go-to, like, man, there's so many beers. Like, I think they're all number ones, but I think in my eyes, I mean, people be like, yeah, right, Mega Man. Like, I feel like Kern's River, just outstanding IPA. Mm. That's my go-to. That's yeah. the one I love because I mean, just outstanding is so good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I said, I mean. You know, the, those are seasonal. Like I said, for the for the indie one, that's a seasonal one. For something year round, like oh, Sabretooth like, from uh, Smog City. Mm, Sa Sabretooth is a really good beer. <laughs> that's a good that's one. A, and their Smog City IPA is super delicious as well. Uh, that's a nice West Coast. Um, if I want something that I can get, like at a at a market or those type of things, um, God, the ones that said anything from the from the the road the the modern times like orderville is really delicious i like the dry, that is that the one the dry hop ones and is it a blue can or green can it's the orderville is in the reddish gotcha. label. yeah i tried the coffee one not the beer one but the coffee one yeah. is really like yeah. oh this is good yeah that's strong so we're almost getting to the end right now we didn't talk about what was your first first beer you ever had so again first first beer like i said i remember my dad having those cores on the side of you know watching those so you know you know it's like you know you can sneak a taste or your dad would be like yeah you know and just first craft beer. and so that was that was that first beer uh first craft beer having was actually a sam adams in college oh. and you know what i dumped it because i thought Which it was so was horrible just the regular sam the adams yeah no the, the regular sam adams and you know we went into a party and we're like dude where's the keg and it's like oh no you know we just have bottles of stuff back there we're like all right whatever's man and it's like what's this and we like opened it up like oh man this is horrible because again our taste buds were budweiser and bud light 
It's like you can get a, you can go to Lucky's or you can go to, you know, yeah, Lucky's, Lucky's. and get a get a twenty pack for nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine, you can get a crate. And at that time, they had these little points values on the bottom of the can of the of the of the caps. Yeah. So you could trade them in for like a pool table. We were like, oh yeah, man, we're gonna get a pool table. Yeah, but that, by the time we had you know a, a drawer full of uh, of those uh, caps. The whole program was done. It's like it's, it's like the money and like you were just getting us to buy these crates of beer. But for nine ninety nine with your lucky rewards card, it was a, it was a great value. So flash forward, um, then we starting like I said, started getting into more of the craft beers, more you know. And one of my friends from back home, he was he was living in Riverside then going to UCR. He was big into craft beers like home brewing. And he's like, guys, you gotta try this. And we're like, what is this stuff, man? Get out of here. So now that he sees us in craft beers, like, man, dude, you, now you guys like them? <laughs> the first, first one was at Institution. Like, the first brewery I'd go to was Institution. So my buddy, he took me. We had gone up there for our 20-year reunion for high school, and we went to Institution Brewing. And that's when I'm like, okay, you know, that's like a first true, like, craft beer from a, from a brewery. Yeah. And it was a mosaic. The mosaic IPA, so a single hot mosaic. And it's like, hey, this is pretty good. And that's kind of what gets you into it and going, yeah, you know what, I can I can stay here, I can do this. Okay, okay. That's, that's something, like, you know, uh, my first beer was uh, was, a, was a Corona, but my first craft beer was an uh, Arrogant Bastard. Not the regular, <laughs> the big one, the fat one. Yeah. And it took me about three days to drink it because <laughs> I was trying to find a cap to put it so the, the pressure won't come out and I'll... <laughs> Dude, that thing fucked me up. <laughs> I wait. I spent like a hundred and six dollars on that. My God, that's a ninety-nine dollar bottle. Yeah. So the CRV and all that <laughs> shit, like that. it was so good. But that was my first stone. My first go-to stone stone was a variety pack of stones. So we went to a, at the time I was with someone else, and we went to her brother's party. No one wanted to drink. I was like, well, fuck, I'll drink them. Yeah. Well, hello, stupid fucking Megan, man. Like, the fucking bottle share was drinking all these. I got passed out. I left me in the fucking car all whatever. I was like, why am I drinking these? And I looked I looked at all the beers. The highest percentage was like a 7 or an 8. And yeah. everyone else was like 9, 10, 11. I was yeah. like, fuck this. I can't do these. Yeah. Stones are killers. Oh, yeah. That's I didn't what? know about that. See, that, I didn't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, just, you know. Educate yourself, like I said. Read the label. Read the and label sometimes. All of us like, well, I want to drink this fucking twelve pack. You don't drink like a Corona. Exactly. I fucked up. But, hey, <laughs> but the thing is, did it taste good? Yeah, I got hey. fucked up. And did it, and did it do the job? <laughs> then you're, then it was good to go. Like that movie, uh, fucking little Nicky. Did you pass on the fucking beach? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. So, anyways, uh, do you have any last words or any shout outs before we log off? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know. Thank you much for having me on here. Like I said, it's great times. Uh, like I said, you know, meeting you. Like I said, we've, I know we've, we've, you know, kind of seen each, yeah. our, our, our Instagrams, yeah. and then you know, meeting you at the bottle share. Yeah. Finally, said, hey, you know what? You know who I am. It's like we're finally gonna have a beer. Are. Yeah. Um. So you know, thanks a lot for having me on here. Um. You know, shout outs to to my wife, to uh, Big Frank, to you know Nick, Nick G out in Oxnard, Mike, and all the guys over there. Um. And yeah, I mean all the all the breweries that are, that are super humble. Like I said, all the breweries, brewers, you guys are hustling, doing your thing. Um, love love all your stuff. And again, you know, just as as word of advice, you know, go try go try go try breweries. Go try you know if you enjoy hanging out, if you enjoy you know beer, try or just exploring. Go try out. 
get a flight. I mean, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, man. I, I wanted to get you on. I was like, for Chris, like, I got to get Poppy Hoppy on. I was like, I don't know why, but I got to get him on. I was like thinking about it. I was like, I'm going to get you on. I was like, hey, you want to do my podcast? Because I really want to get you on. <laughs> because I think, to me, everyone is a part of the, yeah. the crafter scene, but everyone's making a difference some way, somehow. And, and don't think that I don't follow you or see. I see what you do and... You know, I see we bump into each other from time to time. And I really wanted to get you on. And and having you on the podcast, it made me get to know you more better. I was like, wow, I didn't know he was like this. He's really intelligent. Super <laughs> cool guy. Gauchos, UCLA, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, you got some Girl Scout cookies later on. From there you time. go. Yes, and, uh, definitely. But other than that, uh, Chewy, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. No, no, thank you much. Appreciate oh, it, man. boss. Appreciate it. Go UCLA. Go Bruins. There you go. And, um. You can follow, where can they follow you on? So, on Instagram, at PapaHoppy72. So, yeah, 72 is my old uh, jersey number. Someone had already had Papa Hoppy, so I'm like, all right, well, we'll, we'll use the old jersey number here. So That's what's up. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Craft uh, Cultures USA. Uh, shout-out to Dan and Jesse from 10 Miles Birds to let us do the podcast. Um, you can find my podcast at Megaman6980 at, and also The Mega Man's Podcast. Uh, shout outs to everyone else who listens to the podcast Gavin, Alex, Emiliano, uh, Luna, Daddy Loves You, uh, the, half, the whole crafter community, Daniel, Beard Dug Life. I mean, all the breweries out in um, 10 Miles Liberation Studies. I mean, the California Heights, the whole nine yards, and all that stuff. Other than that, once again, Poppy Hoppy, Chewy, thank you for coming on the Mega. Oh, thank podcast. you much, man. I appreciate it, boss. All right, we're out of here. Later, That's guys. It.